your host for Lacrosse Talk PM, Rick Sola. All right, welcome to an almost Friday of Lacrosse Talk PM. I'm Rick Solom, as that guy just said. I'm going to tell you again, though. 608-785-7914 is the talk and text line. There is a text. It came in at uh, 2.30 today. So Hayes isn't on. You know, Mike Hayes is on from 6 to 9, and I come on now. So kind of in between. I don't know. Was was Sean Hannity talking? Because the text says, oh, come on, Rick. He was joking when he said that, oh, two th- he was talking about the news. Okay, I get it. There it is. Yep. <laughs> Donald Trump joking about the virus being over November 4th. It does seem like, I think, uh, it is. It, it, we are going to stop talking about the virus, right? That's. The, I mean, that's the joke. Or is it a joke? It seems a little, a little strange uh, that he would joke about that being, you know, Wisconsin setting records every day for cases, deaths, and hospitalizations, especially that day. Um, but that was part of the Lacrosse County Health Department briefing yesterday. Uh, more importantly, part of that briefing was that in about two weeks, our hospitals are going to be at capacity. And we're going to need to do the things that everyone says to do so that that doesn't happen because people that need to go to the hospital for other things are probably going to have to wait because we're going to have to open more COVID areas in the hospital. So, all right, I got you. I got you, Travis, the texter. 608-785-7914 is the talking text line. A couple of stories I want to talk about today. Uh, The mayor of Rochester, Minnesota, pulled a Tim Cabot, it looks like, and he's kicked. Donald Trump out of Rochester tomorrow. So Donald Trump's going to go to Dodge Center, I think. I think that's where he's headed. The Dodge Dodge Center, Minnesota. <laughs> I think that's west of Rochester. I want to say near Byron. I'm trying to think back to my Winona Daily News sports reporting days when I had to go cover Cotter High School and Winona Senior High School football games and ended up west of Rochester on sad Friday nights when I was hours from home covering high school football on deadline, writing high school football stories from my car on a laptop, using my cell phone to send Word documents to the newspaper. Those were the good old days. Those were those were the fun Friday nights, I tell you. <laughs> a lot a lot more fun to watch football games, but so much more fun when they're in town. And just the the 2-hour drive to go watch a football, a high school football game in which I'm just covering. I don't really have a vested interest in in seeing one team win or win or lose. Though I will say I probably pulled a little bit more for the uh, Winona teams and the Cotter teams just because it's an easier story to write about. Uh, My first years at the Winona Daily News uh, writing sports, the Winona Senior High School football team was in the midst of about an 0 for 5 years. They went 0 for, they went winless for five consecutive years. And that's how I started my sports writing career, right in the middle of that. And so like the first four or five high school football game stories, maybe the first year and then the next year for a while, no, maybe the first year I wrote 
every story I wrote was a Winona High loss as part of like a 36-game losing streak. And uh, so the Winona High kids didn't really like me. <laughs> kind of sad. And then when it got to foot- basketball season, they were pretty good. But they all didn't like me because I had to write about how they kept losing in football. Anyway, sidebar. Uh, <laughs> 608-785-7914. I'm trying to find this Rochester story. I thought I, I, thought I put it on the Wisdom website because I wanted to talk about it, wisdomnews.com. But there are a couple other ones I want to I bring up, too. The, the, there's one that has to do with Minnesota. So we've we're, we've been fighting about this in Wisconsin, right? The idea that we can send in our mail-in ballots, our absentee ballots, we can send those in, and as long as they're postmarked November third, they will be accepted and counted. And Wisconsin's fighting this, and I think we're done, right? Like this, that can't be. We have to get our ballots to the clerk by, I believe, eight p.m. election day. And there's a Dropbox. So I remember uh, one of my friends a couple days ago posted a, like an Instagram story where she, you know, hey, I voted. And she's throwing her, uh, her, her mail-in ballot into the blue mailbox, you know, to, to send it via the mail. And that was earlier this week, and that was fine. But I, I laughed at her because she did that right downtown. And I go, I th- I'm pretty sure that if you just went around the corner, or no, a, a, one block down, and around the corner, there's a there's a drop box in the city where you could just uh, for specifically for mail in ballots. So in Wisconsin, uh, we're, we're kind of I think that's all said and done. You're not going to be able to mail your ballot on November third and hope that it, it and hope that it's going to get counted. It's got to get there by November third. So at this point, a lot of people are saying it's too late to mail your ballot. You need to go drop it off at your clerk's office or in the in the drop the appropriate drop box, not just any drop box, just just the one. I know I'm, I know this has been a, a fight across the country. Is can there be more than one drop box? Uh, I remember in 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 a county in Texas, it was like, or different counties in Texas, it was we can only have one drop box. There were a whole bunch, and then they said no, there can only be one, and that was fine for you know if it was if it was this area. That would be fine for the Sparta community or West Salem community. But when you got into like Milwaukee and there was only one Dropbox for a million people, it got a little bit more difficult. So then in, in, in Texas, it was like Dallas only had one Dropbox. Meanwhile, the out, outskirt county where there's a, a population of 100, they had one, but that's fine. But when the Dropbox is for like 7 million people, it's a little bit different. So anyway, Minnesota, they're fighting right now about whether or not these mail-in ballots, because they've already said for weeks and weeks and weeks, the ballots just need to be postmarked November 3rd. Well, now they're this is going through the courts. I mean, we're we're a couple days out of the out from uh you know this election thing that's going down November 3rd. I don't know if you've heard. So the idea that we're still fighting this in court while people have their ballots, I, this might, I feel like this is something that we, we shouldn't, we, there should be like a two week notification. Like after two weeks from the, the election date, you don't get to like change how we're manipulating elections anymore. And so there's a story, it's on wisdomnews.com. The headline GOP campaigns ask that incoming absentee ballots in Minnesota after November 3rd be separated. So any ballots that come in, and it's Donald Trump's campaign, and it's the Republican state legislative candidates 
they're petitioning the Minnesota Supreme Court to separate all these mail ballots received after Election Day. You know, they're postmarked before November 3rd, but they're received after the deadline of 8 o'clock November 3rd. And it's always kind of funny, like, who's who's trying to challenge when the votes can come in? I mean, we've already made the rule. Now we're going to fight the rule. And then also we're going to separate. We need to separate those ballots because, uh, you know, we got to get rid of those. Even though by every every measure that the ballots would have been mailed at this point or would have been sent in, they had been abiding by the rules. But now we're just not going to count people's votes. I, I just don't think uh, I don't think we should be. We're doing stuff like this right, right, less than a week before the election, let alone weeks before the election. If we were gonna, if we were gonna say, hey, and we we should have maybe the deadline's eight p.m. T- November third, and that's it. We don't get to we don't get to change that, but but we we changed it, so now we shouldn't be fighting anymore. All right, we're gonna go to Brad in the news. We'll be back after this. I'm wisdom. All right, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM 608-785-7914. Just talking about how the elections seem to be getting changed, how we vote, how we accept votes, I should say, more specifically. Keep changing the rules here. And Wisconsin, they I think we finally decided, and that's fine. We just we're just running this right up to the to the wire. Maybe we should have just said you know, November 3rd is November 3rd and turn your ballots by eight o'clock or they're not going to be counted. And in Minnesota, there's apparently this is still getting, getting fought about. And, you know, selfishly, I live in Minnesota, so I'm paying attention to this. I called the Houston County treasurer. And I think she's, you know, she serves as the clerk there too. And she just told me she hasn't heard anything. So at this point, she, she didn't seem to, uh, be that worried that ballots wouldn't be accepted after the November 3rd. You know, as long as they're postmarked by November 3rd, they'd be fine. But I, I was like, uh, I've, I'm reading some of these stories. so, And uh, I said, I'll call her tomorrow and see if she uh, wants to maybe go check things out and, and get back to me. But uh, Phil texts in, no, Rick, comma, uh, 2000 Supreme Court ruling was once the first ballot is cast, election law for that election cannot all caps, be changed. But Democrats have to try to change the laws to make it easier for the uninformed and uninterested to vote. All right, let's break this down. So there was a Supreme Court ruling, and that's fine. There was also not a global pandemic. That's why we're changing the rules. And we don't experience that as badly here. If we could, we can go back to 2018 and go, yeah, when I went to the UW Lacrosse Rec Center to check out how people were voting, it wasn't, there wasn't lines 11 hours long, right? But if you went to Milwaukee, they had, you know, there were a lot less uh, places to vote. And you could, you, you could see that, a, a, what, a week or two ago in Georgia, there were, you know, hours long lines for people to vote on the first day of early voting. There was, I, you know, the story, there were some stories where up to 11 hours. So I think maybe one place, one person had to wait 11 hours. But, they, you know, there was there were stories. Imagine having to wait in line for eight hours to vote. So Phil's the Phil's rest of this uh, text from Phil. But Democrats have had have to try to change the laws to make it easier for the uninformed and underinterested to vote. So let's just do this. Democrats have had to try to change the laws to make it easier to vote probably what we should be doing 
We should be making it easier to vote. Why would we make it harder to vote? It doesn't make any sense. Everybody should. It should be super easy and super safe for everybody to vote. And if Democrats are the ones doing that, thank you. If it was Republicans that are making it easier to vote, thank you. Everybody should be able to vote as easily as possible. Uh, But the story in Minnesota is President Trump's campaign and Republican state legislative candidates are petitioning the Minnesota Supreme Court to separate these ballots that are going to be mailed postmarked November 8th that won't get to the elections office by November 3rd. I said November 8th. November 3rd. Joe Biden moment there. Uh, Postmarked November 3rd. And that end up at the clerk's office after that date. So, I mean... Yeah, it's just, we're confusing. And I wouldn't have a problem with that if there wasn't A, a global pandemic, and B, we didn't, you know, make this exception weeks ago or months ago or however long ago it started. So that's where I'm at. If if they wanted a a month ago to go, no, we're not going to do that. Okay, but if if we've made the exception, and big deal, like they're they're cast, they're, they're in the mail by November 3rd. You know, there's that whole story about how the mail system is going to be overwhelmed. I don't know how true that is, but again, we live in a situation where that's not going to affect people in the lacrosse area as much as it is in giant cities. So anyway, we'll go to the phones. Caller, who's Joe? Go ahead, man. Hey, I think when you look at it, like imagine having to wait eight hours in line to vote. I think that's looking at it wrong. You should be proud, and you should say, at least all I had to do was wait eight hours, and I have the ability to vote. That's all I had to say about that. Really? Like, even though there would be, even though there's clearly ways to make it easier for people to vote, and we wouldn't have to wait in line for eight hours? I mean, that's awful. Like, imagine having to wait in line for eight hours. You should be so proud to live in a place where you're able to vote that it should not matter to you. That's just silliness, and that's just. That's how you know how good we have it over here is when you hear people make comments like that. Yeah, we have it pretty good here when we have to wait four minutes to vote. We have it great here. Uh, have to wait eight hours to vote is ridiculous. And yeah, you, we can. I think you should be happy that you live in a place where you're able to, and all I had to do is wait eight hours. Right. Um, did, did, did you lose any salary? Did you have to take off work? Because also, Tuesday is election day which doesn't make any sense. Make it either Saturday or make Tuesday a, a national holiday. How hard would it be to make Tuesday a national holiday? Holiday pay, everyone gets paid to vote. There we go. Everybody gets paid to vote. Or not vote. You get paid to not. If you don't want to go vote, then don't go vote. That's your right. Um, but yeah, to have to wait eight hours. Yes, it's everyone should be proud that they get to vote. But we don't have to be content with how we're challenged to vote. We don't have to be content with what the system gives us. We can you know, expect and demand more of those people that are running our government. And, you know, the only way we get to decide that is if we vote. I mean, that's it. We get to vote or we get to send, you know, an email or call one of our legislative leaders and and leave them a message because they're not answering the phone, right? How many people are answering the phone for you when you call to, to gripe about something in the government? Like, Zero. <laughs> um, libertarian guys texted me about the uh, the wealthy and how they manipulate. They use their influence to manipulate the non-wealthy to have to pay more taxes by supporting liberal politicians. <laughs> so 
I would say, yeah, I would say the wealthy are manipulating uh, uh, quite a bit of things, uh, especially how we think and how we decide to go after people. Because um, we often go after the non-wealthy when it comes to, uh, <laughs> right? We go. At, we, we did this the other day with buses. I think number three called in because the, the city has made buses free for the rest of the year. Anyone wants to ride on the bus. And then... You know, people call and complain like, oh, we're losing money. Why would we do that? Well, who's riding the bus? <laughs> do we do we really got to gouge them for a little bit of extra bus fare? Or should we like start thinking about people up top that are making a lot of money and how they're, you know, slipping through the cracks in any in every possible way? Uh, I think last week we, we did this with teachers and we were, I think we were talking about Act 10 a little bit and how we've, you know, cut down the union to negotiate. So teachers lost a lot of their benefits. And I know, I know one person called and I think their wife was a teacher, you know, when they negotiated their contracts, instead of getting a raise, they used that money for benefits, whether it was, uh, you know, health insurance or, um, you know, whatever, whatever I'm, I'm, I'm blanking on the other benefits, but then, when you when you cut that off, then you're not getting the, when those benefits get cut off. You just lost all your all your ability to you know you you lost all that uh, the, the the negotiating to get those benefits in there, and then you cut the benefits off. You lost all that money. I think the, the guy said his wife lost they, they lost like nine hundred dollars a month in in terms of getting benefits. So when we, yeah, we could point at teachers and go, oh, they're getting too many benefits. Or we can point at everyone else and say, hey, maybe everyone should be getting, you know, benefits. Benefits are good. Uh, Jerome's calling in. Jerome, go ahead, man. Hey, how are you doing? I'm good. Am I on air? Yeah, you're on air. Go ahead. <laughs> Sorry about that. I uh, got to find the radio here. Yeah, you, you're cutting out a little bit. So, you know, Put your phone way up in the air and yell into it. Hey, Rick. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for taking my call. Yeah, no problem, man. So, uh, yeah, I thought, you know, if you're worried about having to call a legislator or an elected official, I'll just call you. Right. <laughs> you seem to make it easier. I think there's a lot of concern about this election and the mail-in process, and all this is a little bit overblown. I think we're just all kind of on edge, and it's been a really weird year. And I think the mail service is going to take care of the mail, and everything is going to work out. So I'm, I'm really not too concerned about your 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 worries about the about the mail. So oh, I didn't say I, 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 I didn't say I was worried. I said there are stories out there that that make it sound like the mail system's getting overwhelmed, but I never hear about my Christmas card getting getting too. You know, but I guess I don't really care if it gets to somebody after Christmas. I feel like the mail will be able to handle it. But at this point, Jerome, I think if you're if you're going to mail in your ballot, uh, it's you know it's going to get into the mail on Friday, um, and in Wisconsin, it's got to be there by 8 p.m. Tuesday. And depending on where you are, you, you might be you might be out of luck if you're you know somewhere else. But you you probably if you're in the area, you probably at this point would be better off just dropping it off locally at the at the mail drop in box. You know, at the downtown. 
and thank you, and thank you for bringing bringing up this this topic because that's it's true that you know this isn't a real normal thing that we have to go through. Normally, people like to go to election on election day, or if they have habit of it, you know, they they get their mail in ballot and they do that ahead of time. But now we're all kind of forced into changing our patterns, and that's that's what's I think that's what's making everybody so concerned about it. But I really think that uh, we have had enough time. We all know the process. I did go vote. Uh, earlier this week and uh and, and it was fun to vote for the very first time ahead of time i'm always the, the guy that goes as early as he can on election day mm-hmm. and it's going to be weird not going to the polls on election day this year but this will be the first for me that i don't do that and it was the first that i voted by by going to city hall so that it's an easy thing to do it's very safe they have a great system down uh it's it seemed to be very, very well thought through, and I've got every confidence that we're going to have a very safe election. Yeah, all right. Cool. Thanks, Jerome. Thank you, Rick. All right, that's Jerome Gunderson. He's running against Jill Billings in the 95th Assembly, so I'm just make that make that note. And, uh, okay, Brad, doing the news coming up. We'll be back after this. I'm with him. All right, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM. 608-785-7914 is the talk and text line. Rick Solom. We're talking about, you know, that whole whatever's going down on November 3rd. Just talking about that a little bit and and how we're getting our ballots into the ballot box, into the counting system, how you're, vo- how you're voting, whether or not you should be mail voting at this point or should you just take your ballot uh, right to to the clerk, right? Go hand it to them. Uh, I've heard a couple of stories of how how nice the volunteers are down downtown, and you 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 bring them your ballot and they they check it for you to make sure you know because there's there's some some things you gotta you gotta do to make, to make it approved right. Uh, I know a coworker here had me sign the ballot um, as a witness, and then he took it down to uh, to hand it in, and the and the clerk down there, or the volunteer down there, said, "Oh, you need that." that witness's address. So I guess I didn't do it right. I tried to manipulate his vote. Um, so he brought it back and got my address and, and returned it. But um, all right, we're going to go back to the phone. Shannon is calling in. Shannon, go ahead. You're on the air. Hi, thanks, Rick. Um, I just wanted to point out just a, uh, two things that the city does that seems to be somewhat hypocritical. Um, and so like when you said that they are um, letting the people go ride the bus for free till the end of the year to kind of help them out and because you don't want to gouge them. This is something I had actually haven't heard anybody talk about or bring up, but um, when you boot, um, like the booting of vehicles that they've been doing for a little while now, yeah, I actually talked yeah, talk to somebody who got booted. They had their car seats in back with their kids. They, when you can't pay your parking tickets or your fines, they basically boot your car, and then they take your car away, and, and then they just, like, I don't know if they, like, junk it. Impound but you can't, it, yeah. yeah. you can't bring it back until you, like, pay part of your money. But, like, basically these people are trying to, like, go to work in their vehicle, but then their car gets taken away. So you just compounded their problems um, by taking their only sor- source of trying to get to work. Yeah, we're... we're... And so, I mean, that, that would be one way of... You know, helping people. <laughs> yeah, not, we're always kind of take their vehicles away from them. Yeah, we're always kind of picking on the little guy. So, uh, yeah, pro- you, you, I think it's five parking tickets. I talked to Captain Mel or uh, 
uh, Ca- yeah, Captain Melby a couple weeks ago about this, just off the cuff. And I think it's like four or five overdue parking tickets. And then if you, the, the police kind of, if they, they scan your car and notice you have overdue parking tickets, they'll boot it. And I don't know how long it's booted on the road, but then they'll boot it, then they'll tow it, then they'll impound it. And then you got to A, pay off your parking tickets and then B, pay off uh, probably the impound fee or whatever it costs to get your car back. And um, yeah, usually people that that have parking tickets that they can't pay off probably can't pay yeah, them off I mean, for a reason. They're already they're already struggling. I just think that the taking of the car should be off limits for the people who literally need that to like. Then we their little children's car seats in the back. I mean, how are they going to take their you know their kids to places? And it's just it's just like taking your house away for some people. You know, we're trying to like get the homeless off the street by giving them a house, but comparatively, keeping your job, you know, you need your vehicle. So I just that was just one observation that I made about just kind of like, okay, you're helping them on this end, but then what about this end? Yeah. You know the the second the second thing that just kind of does not quite add up is. You had a Black Lives Matter or a protest or a rally here. Everybody was together. and But when we're talking about going to the polling booth, all of a sudden we're concerned about spreading. So it's like, okay, so it's it's not safe to go to the polling booth, but it's safe to be at a, you know, a protest that the mayor was involved in. So that's just kind of just two little things I wanted to point out that was – didn't seem to add up. Yeah, definitely. I think with the uh, the the protests, and if you want to co- if you want to compare the protests at Riverside Park to even Trump's rally at, at West Salem, um, the, the the protests, most of the people were masked. I wouldn't say everyone was masked, and and we there was pretty good social distancing. I wasn't at the the rally per se, but from the pictures that I saw and from talking to our reporters there. It was pretty tight, pretty tight quarters. I don't know how much spreading an an, in, an outdoor event is doing. Um, so, so I understand, but I understand what you're saying. And then, when, thanks, thanks for the call, Shannon. And when it when it relates to going to the polling booth, again, we are in a s- severely different situation than I think people are in bigger cities where. Uh, but we've changed, we've changed it, right? Like the we're not bringing people aren't inside for this. It's might it might suck on Tuesday if it's really cold or rainy or snowing for God's sakes, um, but we've ch- we've changed it a little bit so that you know like but these people are waiting in lines outside but they're also waiting in lines socially distanced so um, but you know why 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 do we have to go vote literally go to the the booth wherever it is uh, for me it's it's like a twenty five minute drive. They changed it on me this this year. It used to be seven minutes, and I was good with that. It was seven minutes in the opposite direction, but I was good with going seven minutes to go to go vote. But after they they changed it from Houston to Caledonia, I decided I was going to register as absentee. Uh, back to the phones, caller. Who's this? Eric. Hey, Eric. Go ahead. Yeah, I was wondering uh, when your buddy Keith Knudsen come come on again. Mom, he's uh, kind of a weak. All right, so. <laughs> Uh, we'll go back to the phones. Caller, who's this? Yeah, it's Joe. Hey, Joe, uh, go ahead. Hey, I was just calling because because of the uh, um, the votes that you were talking about, the the Democrats changing the way um, the the votes. And I I don't agree with these extra days that people should be able to vote. We voted for many years um, the way we've done it. The president's been announced either that day, that night, or the next morning. And there's no reason why they should. If you can't vote and get to to place your vote within the timeline that's that's granted, then you shouldn't vote. Yeah, but the timeline the timeline that's granted 
up to right now is is in Minnesota anyway was you know get your get your thing postmarked by November third. So now we're we're I, yeah. I understand if a month ago you wanted to say hey that's it don't extend the vote past November third I get it. But if we're going to say we're extending the vote past November 3rd, then we shouldn't be able to change it four days before the election, five days before the election. Yeah, but when, when do you – yeah, but the, the ballot voting that, that started was two weeks. How do you not have time to get that in it, within two weeks? Yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm sure there's uh, some people in situations where, you know what, people might not be decided who they want to vote for. It sounds ludicrous, right? Like, But yeah, there might be a person out there that isn't decided and, you know – but now at this point, they probably should have mailed in their ballot. They, they, you know, you should have known, right? Like, oh, I'm not deciding who I want to vote for. Let's just use my situation. I'm in Minnesota. I'm not deciding who I want to vote for. I'm going to wait. And now Minnesota goes, oh, by the way, you can't mail. as long If your ballot isn't to us by Tuesday instead of postmark by Tuesday, it's not going to count. Now I have a whole situation where I have to drive to Caledonia. All right, another quick break. We'll be back. All right, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM. I'm just going to go right to the phones because people are waiting. I got a couple of texts to get to you too, but uh, Jesse's waiting. Go ahead, Jesse, man. You're on. Uh, you're on the phone. You're on the line. Joel, Joel, you rock on. I love listening to hearing you. I hope you come on every day. All right, thanks. Thanks a lot. And Edith is calling in. Edith, go ahead. Yes, I understand. It's mainly the Democrat Party that's pushing for votes to be counted after election day. We've all known it's coming up in four years every time. And I feel that they're demeaning the electorate by implying that they can't get it done by Election Day. Okay. All right. Thanks for the call. Uh, I think the the circumstances this election changed a little bit. There's that whole uh, COVID-19 global pandemic. And also, if if everyone's mail-in voting, mail-in ballots, however you want to, absentee ballots, uh, the way we count those is a little different, right? Like when, when we go to the polls physically, we throw our ballot into the machine and it counts it, right? Well, now somebody has to volunteer to do that. And I think more people are voting now than ever before. And more people have absentee voted. Like the, the numbers are astronomical in comparison to 2016, how many people have voted absentee and how we count those is a little bit different, right? Like we're, I'm, I'm not putting my ballot into the computer, right? Like where, where it's going to count that. I think the machine counts it when we put it into that thing. I'm not sure, but I'm pretty sure when you zip it in into that thing, it counts it. Well, now a volunteer has to do that for you. So imagine being somebody that has to just zip a million ballots into the computer for you every day for on, on the one day, because you can't count those early. Uh, number three is calling in number three. You got a minute. Well, it won't take long. I hear you were to Caledonia the other day. No, I have to go to Caledonia to turn in my ballot now because I procrastinated and they're changing the rules on me potentially. Oh, okay. I thought you said you'd been there. Anyway, you can get your marriage license at Caledonia too. <laughs> okay. All right. All right? Yeah. Just so you know that. All right. Thanks for the call. Um, uh, can I get the... I'll get this. Caller, who is this? You're on the air. Hey, this is Tammy. Hey, Tammy. You got a minute. Okay, I'll make it quick. <laughs> That's all right. I just think that with a two-year and a four-year opportunity to plan and prepare for the civic duty of voting, if you don't ha- show that that you have the the chutzpah to, and the dedication to vote, just driving a few miles, I think that means it doesn't mean a whole lot to you. What if it's forty miles and I have a job? 
you and know they, what? And they changed the rule and they and they changed the rules on you four days before the election that says, oh, by the way, now you can't get your now you can't ch- mail your ballot in. They shouldn't have done that. I right. would agree with that. Yep. That was not something, but shouldn't have done it in the first place. Yeah, so, right. And, know, and I. Yep, and that's thanks. Thanks for the call. And that's what I'm saying. If if we're we're going to change the rules, then we change the rules. But in Wisconsin, we keep going to court back and forth, back and forth. In Minnesota, now apparently we're going into into the back and forth game. But we're it's Thursday, like you can't like and you can't be changing the rules for for something this important, right? This seems like a pretty important thing. If there's one thing that's the most important civic duty that all of us have, it's voting because it's kind of the only thing. That we get to do to, to have a real say. I guess we could sign petitions once in a while. And like I said before, we can leave a nasty message on Ron Johnson's answering machine if you want to do it that way. Uh, but but that's it. That's that's the only way. I just I just not I don't agree with changing the rules. I keep saying one minute and it is going to be one minute, but uh major guy, go ahead. <laughs> real quick. Okay. Number one, uh the lady's right. Think ahead a little bit and get your stuff in there, Rick. Go what? drive if you have to. Just plan ahead. Uh, excuse me, I am speaking. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, the other thing is, they should never, never have changed the rule in the first place. That was the irresponsible part on on the uh, you know the government and the courts. They shouldn't be changing that stuff like that anyway when they know it could be overturned. So, you know, and then we're in this mess. But either way, if it's important to you, you find a way to do that, Rick. Yeah, I, I got you. Thanks for the call. Um, yeah, I just, I'm just, uh, I can complain that we're changing the rules. If we change the rules to begin with, global pandemic again, a lot of, lot more absentee mail in ballots. They gotta, they gotta account for how you're gonna count those. And you know, if your ballot is in the mail, should it count on election day? Does, is it the same as if your ballot is in the, in the clerk's, you know? office the same day as election day so if if some stand if some states are are doing this past the date and other states aren't then that's goofy too right and it's exactly the situation where you are in with wisconsin is 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 fighting it one way and saying the deadline's the deadline the original deadline's always been the deadline and minnesota is 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 saying the other way the deadline is just get it postmarked and that should be the deadline but now we're changing the rules i just don't agree with changing the rules Four days before the election. All right, that's it. Uh, I'm on at four o'clock tomorrow. Just, just so you know. Thanks a lot for listening.